at home, at home, I never wash my hands about piss, but I always wash my hands. I wash my hands every time because yeah, I, don't I just use keep up. I'm not. No, I mentally do it. Telekinetic well, Welcome back to episode 37 and uh, 39. <laughs> Christ Almighty, we need to stop this. Everybody knows that Nick from the Rex is here. Hey, hey everybody. This everybody is my friend knows. Nick, and Nick is here to be on the podcast. We're going to talk about Nick, and we're going to talk about tits. Nick was in rent. No. Nick didn't pay his rent this month, so... Yeah, I definitely didn't pay rent this month. How does it feel to be here, Nick? Uh, it feels good. I'm homeless at the moment. It feels good. I'm a bit nomadic. Wait, is that for real? You're not homeless. Yeah, well, no. I stay pretty nomadic, so I don't I'm sorry I couldn't have there. you. Well, stay with fine. me. Oh, I yeah, was like, that'd be so rad. No, he told me, and he was like, dude, I don't want fucking Nick. I yeah, know. I was like, Nick is a piece that. of shit. He actually didn't respond for like two days. That's not true. No, that's true. Nick. Oh, I told you, I was like, I specifically <laughs> said, I'm going to talk to Sammy Joe and then let you and know. And then didn't tell me. Because <laughs> it was an immediate And then you no. came and no, went I, and went back I, home and he still, after you're already home, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, oh, what the fuck, man? I thought we were going to hang out for two weeks. Yeah. Sorry, I've been sober. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, yeah, I've been saying, uh, I no, I was, I, it was all good, I had planned. Um, I, I've been saying with my manager in Thousand Oaks, but we, uh, yeah, I, I uh, me and our guitarist, uh, Schmiz, we, we're both saying that because we don't. Uh, have a place in LA while we're not on the road because we tour like. Does your manager hate it or is he like? No, he's cool. He's he we, we started the band at his. Like, we oh were, shit! When we were first starting, we would like be there a lot because he was helping a lot. How long ago was that? When did you first start? Uh, November 2015. Shit, specific. Wow. Yeah. What was what at was midnight? At midnight. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna get into some fucking cool Nick. How he started the band. Sexual things he did for money when he needed it before the band started taking off. Right after, after this, sponsorship. So big thank you to our first sponsor of the podcast, Bespoke Post. They're awesome. Bespoke Post delivers a monthly themed box of awesome, full of goods, to upgrade your style, apartment, and life. Mm. They've got tons of different box themes, their style, grooming, cooking, drinking, or travel, among many others. Bespoke Post has new boxes every month that you're guaranteed to dig. So yeah. the cool thing about this uh, subscription service is that there are no commitments. Bespoke Post lets you know which box they've picked out for you on the first of each month, and then you'll have five days to keep it, switch it, or skip it. So there are a few perks that come from hosting a podcast. One of my favorites, obviously, is getting hooked up with a box of awesome from Bespoke Post every month. These guys are totally upgrading our style bit by bit. Um, they're upgrading our an apartment and our life one box at a time. Uh, it's kind of like a present for myself to myself every month. Now you can experience it too at boxofawesome.com. One of the boxes that we got had a really cool leather duffel bag. It was beautiful. It was gray. Had a really nice um, brown leather strap yeah, and, and latches on it. It was uh, a watch, cool, too, that we really liked. We got a watch. I we got a really cool um, magnetic hourglass that had the magnetized sand in it. We got this cool little shaving kit with like cool little silver uh, grooming tools in it. So there's a whole plethora of things that they're going to give you. You'll get things that you didn't even know Ten you needed word. until you need it. Now you got it. And that's so fun because I love getting new little things. And yeah. I'm like... Oh, that I would you would have, have never would bought have, for yourself. Would have never bought or thought of this to even have. Now that I have it, I use it all the time. Bespoke Post scouts out quality and unique products from around the world, delivering them to you every month without high retail markups. Mm. To get started, visit boxofawesome.com and answer a few short questions that'll help them get a feel for the boxes that'll best go with your style. Whether you're in search of the perfect drink, a well-kept pad, or just setting in style, Bespoke Post helps you get there, improving your life one box at a time. Mm. Each box goes for under 50 bucks, but has more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting for you inside. Wow. On the first of each month, you'll receive an email with all your box details. You'll have five days to change colors or sizes or add extra goods to your box. And if you're not feeling that month's box, simply skip it. It's that easy. 
From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars, weekender bags to classy dop kits, Bespoke Post offers essential goods and guidance for the modern man. So, we got a special deal for you. To receive 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter promo code PINE, Pine. at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code PINE, Pine. for 20% off your first box. Bespoke Post. Themed boxes for guys who give a damn. Give a damn. And God damn it, I give a damn. Oh, Thank you, Bespoke Post, for sponsoring Beyond the Pine. We appreciate and love you guys. Let's get back to all the rigmarole, all the ne- all, all, all the nitty gritty. You know, this Nick has been on tour. Everyone, we're gonna talk about Nick because he's got a lot of cool fucking stories, man. So Nick just got back from tour. How'd it go, Nick? Uh, you got your two minutes. Go. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, done. That was good. You recorded your first album, so let's skip to like he, you know, went through trials to get people, found the right guys. Yeah. Needed to record his first album. They don't got money. They're a starting band. It's yeah. You just tell the whole story. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, from here? Are you? No, I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Western New York, which, uh, in a town called Wellsville, New York, which is the middle of nowhere. Oh wow. Uh, it's like literally the middle of nowhere. It's just like I'm an East Coaster too, but the Pupukaka nowhere. Like the six, opposing side. It's like five side. and a half or six hours Boston. away from New York City, and an hour and a half south of Buffalo. It's Boston just kinda, as well. Boston, yeah. Canada. Boston, Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, so, uh, yeah, we started the band, it was, like, late 2015, November, December, and we, uh, we didn't have any money when we started, obviously, as most bands don't, and, uh, we had a lot of, like, these songs I'd written, I'd demos for them, and all the guys were working, like, part-time jobs or, uh, whatever it was just to get by, just to pay rent. I was doing, like, medical studies to pay rent and stuff. <laughs> Explain until, what medical wow, studies wow. are for those of them that well, don't know. <laughs> so, they're, like, clinical trials, basically. You go to a hospital and they test unapproved medication on you. And give you a check. Oh, oh wow! So I, I had to stay. The first one I did, I stayed. It was for schizophrenia, and I stayed in the hospital for like eight days. And uh, they gave me like it was apparently the last trial before it was approved, so it was a really high dose. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And I literally like lost my mind for a day. Wait, wait, wait! Uh, it's for schizophrenia? No, it's it's uh it's for schizophrenia no, patients. Whoa! I was like, well, why is it schizophrenia? If it's for schizophrenia and you don't have it, like, would that fuck well, you because, up? Well, because no. The, the point is that they want to test this medication on healthy individuals who don't have anything wrong with them oh so that they can see how that drug because you're the control and I guess how it'll, affect, that. How it'll drug, affect somebody who doesn't yeah the drug yeah. is the variable and it like you know you introduce that into the bloodstream then you see what what happens in the process between when you took it and when it's out of your bloodstream and like if you're so working like, on somebody who doesn't have schizophrenia it'd be you'll okay. know you're working with like a clean slate basically happens. so yeah yeah so wow. yeah so you have to you have to go through like all this testing before you can even get approved for the studies Damn. so anyway yeah that was Wait, i did what did for, you experience when so you, i took uh two pills i like live tweeted the whole thing it was such an experience but i took two pills and this dude aj who was sharing the room with me he was doing it too and he like takes his pills and he goes he's kind of a douche too but he takes these he's like oh it tastes like placebo kind of sweet i'm like fuck you aj oh eat it and then, yeah and i take mine because they his was poison but uh yeah i took it and then my whole body like tensed up my, uh, After my, like a little while? No. So, oh yeah. So I had to wake up at 8 a.m. and I, they gave me the pills. And then a couple hours later, I fell asleep. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be fine. And then 10 a.m. I wake up and my every muscle in my body just like. Dude, I would tense. not have wanted to go to sleep and just know that I'd be waking up with whatever. Effects I didn't know what was gonna happen. I didn't think anyone was gonna happen. Like I really? literally. Did didn't they say anything. nothing might happen? No. Yeah. They're like, well, we're gonna see the side effects. Like I just didn't expect an actual. Did they tell you what the side effects could no, be? They, they, they no. They don't know I, that. I, point, I mean, yeah. they kind of. You you do have to know what could happen but that's all the way to the extent of you have to tell them you have to say out loud I know that I could die from doing this I, like, you I was just to about to ask you did you have to sign you away to so say, you sign a, a you waiver sign a and so waiver. if you die yeah you, you have to die. vocally say on recording like I know I could die from doing this so they're like yeah so the side effects are anywhere from nothing to death and <laughs> yeah. every single thing <laughs> yeah. in between yeah. oh my god so yeah so but it was the only way that I was 
going to be able to wake up every day and work on music and not have to go sell fucking direct TV at Costco. Wow, you know what I mean? Like it was the only way to be able to. What did that pay? So uh, it pays really well, actually. And a lot I of creatives, so. I, I think, I mean, I don't tell suggest people do it, but I also no, don't not me. suggest it because when you're first starting out and you, I mean, you, as you guys know, when you're first, you just need time. Time oh, yeah. is more valuable than anything. Yeah. And that was buying me time is all mm-hmm. it was doing. And so, I mean, yeah, I got like, I was there for eight days. And I think after like a bunch of follow-ups, it was like three grand, four, four grand. That'll fucking, and if you're living cheap, that'll be a that was long amazing. Yeah, time was, to live off yeah. that too. And so during that time, wow. I was like, um, worth it. You're just like, yeah, that, and that, was to, that was to pay rent. That was to, <laughs> That was to pay rent. That was to like buy. You know, we need a van. We need a trailer. We need all these things. And yeah. so anyway, back to the the, the recording studio. Basically, uh, I get this Facebook message from a girl, and she's like, uh, "Just a musician friend of mine." She goes, "Hey, I'm house sitting for this guy, uh, and he's got a studio in his house. If you want, do you want to come over and drink some wine, record a cover That's or something?" That's so cool. And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be fun." Like, I bring cool. the whole band and record the whole album. <laughs> so I go over there by myself, and I walk in, and it was not a studio in a guy's home. It was a separate building in his backyard that was like a full real fucking wow. studio, drum room, yeah. like everything that you could ever imagine. And we, I only stepped foot in like one other studio in my whole life. I'm just, I've always been producing on my laptop or like in my little home setup. So I'm just like, what? And I called uh, my roommate Andrew, who's like our engineer, and he's our live sound guy. And uh, but at the time he was just my roommate, <laughs> and so I called him. I was like, dude gather up the guys get in billy's truck drive over here and we're gonna record some music and because i had the demos already done we just didn't have any means to record them wow. so we go in and we just like within an hour we we're cutting drums for the ep Damn. and that was like three days basically she's i was like how long do you have this for right she goes okay well he's gone for like seven days but uh i'm gonna be using the studio these days so you have these three days you can use it i'll leave a key under the mat you can you can only be here from 5 p.m to like 9 a.m because the ex-wife of the owner of the house comes to give the diabetic cat its shots. So they don't know. During the day. They don't know that oh, you're... No, they still don't know. Yeah. You're just, like, making gold in the yeah, backyard. and we couldn't, like, get caught by the ex-wife who was, like, f- helping the cat and shit. So we just, uh, yeah, we would go in, and it would be nighttime, uh, daytime when we showed up, and daytime again the next day when we left. Damn. And uh, we didn't know what we were doing. I'm not... I don't... You know, I didn't... I mean, you have your engineer and someone probably setting up all the equipment, so right, you're like, yeah. at least this is going to record. Right, it'll And we're going to have someone to make it sound fucking okay. Yeah, so I, I just took producer role. I was like, okay, I'm, I'll produce, and he'll engineer, and you guys play the parts, and we'll, we'll do it. And we didn't know what we were doing. We were just a bunch of, like, 19, 20-year-olds in a studio that we shouldn't have been in. And, uh, yeah, we did it in three days, and then, again, didn't know how to mix music or master music, but we kind of did. So we spent, like, months just watching YouTube tutorials and learning how to how to create a song and get it to sound like the songs that I like. And uh, it took forever. The song sounded so bad for so long, but with enough fixing and working and figuring and learning, uh, we literally just put it out that way. But do you remember how, um, what happened? At the end of your recording session? Oh, my session. God, yeah. This is the best fucking part yeah, of the so whole thing. Yeah, so we leave the third day, right? The girl calls me, like, we're just kind of doing, like, we're, ju- we're just doing, like, some touch-ups, like, all the recording. Last done. day. And the, the girl way. calls, the girl who let us in calls me. And she's like, yo, you guys have to get out of there. The ex-wife is on her way to the place. Like, oh, shit. You guys, again, aren't supposed to be like, get out of there. So we're like, shit, there's dominoes, boxes, and wine glasses. And we're like, fuck. So we're like cleaning everything up. And we bolt. And we, uh, I swear, like a movie, dude. We pull out with the truck and go around the corner. And she pulls into the driveway. <laughs> we see her pulling in. And we're, like, we're like, yeah, we're home Holy free. Holy shit. And we, we get back. And then Andrew, our engineer, was like, hey, so you guys know how we had to leave in like a GIF, right? And we're like, yeah. He's like, well, the whole EP is on his computer. <gasps> in the fuck. fucking locked... Well, the keys and that was our last that. day. Like, he was supposed to come back in a few days or whatever, and she was going to be staying there. So we're like, we're fucked. Like, that's it. Like, all that work for nothing. Like, And so he 
two nights later, like a black black ops mission. Like I just picture him in like the dark. Like he goes in like two in the morning, goes around the side gate, and like he's still on the mat, sneaks in, and the ex-wife was home, but he sneaks into the back building where the studio was, and like I, just in the dark with like plugs the external in like vape in hand, just watches, like, just, <laughs> just watches the transfer. Yeah, Literally, like computer screen on interface yourself. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this. I can like hear the music. Literally, kip, kip. <laughs> dun, 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 it's complete. <laughs> it is complete. I am so excited. And then he came that. back uh, and he just had it like fist in the air, like I got it. And we're like, yeah. And then that headshot. Then the, <laughs> the ex-wife, a I fucking shotgun. She followed it's him the all the way back to the house. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> she walks in. Game over, man. <laughs> so you guys fucking crazy. got it. That's crazy. Yeah. And Medical so, studies to save up for money. So the fucking breaking in an that EP. Was, well, because that was and then that EP that we put out, it was our first three songs. We those were the only three songs we had out for up until this past uh uh march like we literally like our biggest single like favorite liar that they was all like, popped off like that was that's the what set them off was wow. the work they put in the that was that's shenanigans they song. had to do that's so, fucking legendary yeah, so from there was the just playing live shows and doing stuff so then we yeah we were doing like local la gigs uh we didn't we weren't really building a fan base because we just were playing like pay like, play shows you, and yeah. shit shows and then we played with uh, with a band that we're on the same management with uh, called Nothing But Thieves. Uh, I've heard of them. The UK, oh, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah they're great. So wow. we opened for them at the Troubadour, and it's oh. kind of a favor to our management because we're on the same management. They're like, hey, will you let them open? And they're like, yeah, they're good they sh- for sure. So we played that show, and at that show, like a bunch of stuff happened. There was like people in the industry there like that were helping us in this way, and then everyone wanted to like work with our band. And then, uh, But most importantly, in the green room after the show, Nothing But Thieves was like, Hey, do you guys want to come on our first full U.S. tour? Damn. And we're like, we didn't have a van, we didn't have merch, we didn't have a trailer. I'm like, yep. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude. Did another medical study, you bought say all yes. the stuff. You and then say we yes. went, yeah, dude, that is. And then we've been touring, awesome. like, and putting on, like, pretty much since, like, it's been a full time thing. So how did you get That's incredible. That's that's really yeah, cool. Wild. What a fucking really hero crazy. story, right? <laughs> Holy shit. Zero to hero. That's just like pure fucking determination. And, and luck. It's luck and determination and hard work, but well, right place, right I think, time, yeah. connections. Luck is just, it's preparing yourself for when the opportunity comes. Absolutely. Yep. And you guys were fucking ready. You know? I think I've always said that like you have to work, to be successful, you have to work really, really hard, but luck has to help you too. Yes. But like that luck won't help you unless there's that foundation of hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, and, man. And, and being ready to like seize an opportunity when yeah. it presents itself. Because yeah. like you could have easily been like, oh no. Like if given it a second thought, in your head, we don't have a, a bus, merch, or whatever. Yeah. Nah, man, maybe next time that yeah, would have been. Right. right. Which what I've seen yeah. bands do, and I've seen like up because our manager, I, I'm very close with our management there, working with new bands all the time, developing bands, and you see that happen. They don't take those opportunities yeah. or they don't, and it's just like, what do you Like doing? say yes and make it fucking work. Yeah. Well, I think that there's a fear of uh, a fear of success too. I think a lot of people have. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do. I like whenever whenever there's like uh, something like, hey, this could be cool. My first thought is like, how do we get out of this? Just because there's, there's some kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's no, tension. Hmm. It's like your whole life could shift depending on like what you accept a lot of the time. Right? Really? Like you're actually afraid of, do you think it's actually the fear of success or more fear of like failure of opening yourself up and putting yourself in that position? Because like, I don't think I've ever been yeah. afraid of success. Like, I think I it's just like, it. it's referred to as fear of success, but it's yeah. mostly like, you know, it's you, fear Your mind just instantly goes like, oh, there's this, I can't do this. It's, because it's well, fear of the future and change. Well, like, yeah, with success and especially in like our arena, like music or entertainment and stuff like that, success comes with notoriety or public, you know, view and like stuff like that. So there's that level of like, if I do this and it's successful and I am now known for doing this, then I can't go back ever. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. not saying that you'd want to, but just 
not having the option to. You it's, know what I mean? Yeah, it's the, it's yeah. the call of the void. It's like you, like you're afraid of what you don't understand, but like there is that like lean towards it. But like I think the fear of the unknown is kind of what that all boils down mm-hmm. to. It's like I don't know what this is, what's going to happen. It could be great. It could be miserable. It, everything could change, and that's the scarier part. It's just like this is not going to be the same. Yeah, you're right. Dude. You're, you're fired, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think the combat to that is change. The combat for me for that is maybe half part naivety mm-hmm. and half part like trusting that no matter what happens, you're going to look out for yourself or like you, you trust yourself to, to like, be okay. navigate out of it. Or right. like, all right, if this happens, then fine, I'll pivot and do this instead, like mm-hmm. overcoming that adversity no matter what happens. Yeah. More medical studies. But again, naivety comes in play too. It's like, I don't know. Like no matter what happens, it'll be fine. You know, like, yeah. That's yeah. fucking cool. That's, I you have to. You got to take yeah. a leap, man. You yeah. have to. Yeah, that's so interesting, dude. How did you get in, uh, into music in general? Like as a kid, were you really uh, musical? Kind of. Like my grandma got me into like piano lessons when I was really little, but I didn't really get up like super obsessed with it and connected until I was like fourteen. Was there like old. a band that like you're like, so, like oh my god? It was like pop punk bands. It was like uh, uh there was like MySpace was right at its end, but it was still kind of going, and so I liked that whole scene mm-hmm. a lot. It was like yeah, it was. I mean, even bands like a. Uh, Bands like Mayday Parade or the Main or All Time Low, and it's so funny because like then years later, like we just we toured the summer with All Time Low, and then we just got off with the Main. Dude, that's fun. And I get to show them like, dude, look at this cover of me when I'm 15. It's so fun. And they're like, oh yuck, (laughs) dude, fired from the tour. Yeah, tour. Fired, duh. They always like dumbass. It's always like exactly what you'd expect. It's just like when you show them, there's like, dude, man, that's so cool. And I haven't actually a third time with New Politics. We just toured with New Politics and. Was that I what was we in, saw when we uh, yes. yeah. I just got into them. They're fucking great. Oh, they're great. Yeah. yeah. They um so I was really into 21 Pilots like Oh like, yeah, dude. when they were right when they were first starting. Uh well, when they first started touring, like their first tour. And uh New Politics opened for one of those tours in like 2012 and I like waited in line and went and bought merch and like took a photo with them and we like cool. re- like recreated the photo obviously like yeah, during the tour it was crazy. just so funny to it's amazing I like yeah. wait I had to, each of those three tours I had to wait for the right moment in the tour where like I'm close enough with them and it'll be hilarious yeah. to show them the photo totally and uh, yeah it's it's just cool when those weird f- full circle moments yeah. happen but mm-hmm. and then obviously as I got you know got older th- that music scene uh, kind of shifted and then I shifted somewhere else and y- you know now. I'm way, uh, a lot more into like a lot more music. I was kind of yeah. only into pop punk at the time, and now it's pop or country or indie rock or alt rock or whatever. And you guys are maybe. signed to uh, a Warner. Oh, Sony. 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 Sony uh, yeah. Sony Red. Oh, wow. Sony Red. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what's next? Do you feel? Do you feel like? Do you feel like weird that this is kind of that you've gotten here, or is there like a, a next step for you, or like? Oh no! It's what's like, the dream next? Well, so you're always. I mean, as you guys know, you're always working on the next thing, yeah. and uh, even if to the public, like this is where you're at, you're already four steps ahead of that or yeah. you're like working on something, um, especially because we write so often that, I mean, we just put out an EP in uh, April, or Mar- March or April, I can't remember honestly. But James Dean. <laughs> but we uh, we already have like 30 to 40 songs for our album that we want to do. So that's what oh, we're yeah. doing this summer wow. is uh, I'm going to be all. producing some of them. 40 song album. <laughs> It's yeah, got, uh, three I mean, sides on the record. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, that's what I want to do. I, I would love to do like oh, I, I want to put out everything. Obviously, that's not smart to do, but I would love to let the label put choose out like their. Well, po- no, top ten. we'll just we just have to. I mean, that's, do they let you pick or do they? choose? It's a collaborative process, but oh. we have uh, us and our management mostly decide. Um, that's really fucking cool. Normally, the labels will be like, you, "These songs are good," and then the, I'm between these. You can choose those. Well, usually everyone's on the same page because, like, really? the people who are the people who are in those conversations are A and R. They're people mm-hmm. who have they know a, a song, a good song when they hear it. So, like, mm-hmm. usually you're all on the same page. There's like sometimes there'll be like three or four songs 
on an album that like the label management and the band can't agree on but it's usually not like one of the top five songs it's, mm-hmm. that's usually like album like track. you know the top five and then the rest are like b-side usually yeah and then once you have them all recorded that's when the arguments about like what the first single is what the second mm-hmm. single is and uh, it's just a whole mess do you, yeah. do you write for that do you write for like how it's going to be like what what might be like the, the hit or is it no i just go into every song i mean so some bands have like this theory about like concept albums they want it to be a journey through it for me in this point of my life i just want every song to be as good as it can like as a, its own individual thing right yeah that's like the key like i thought about that too like every song you make it shouldn't i think it shouldn't like go to the next one or anything like that or have like you said any story it's like each song should be like a single packaged into an album yeah because yeah. that's how the whole album every song's fucking good if you're if you're trying to make singles every song's good yeah if you want to make a concept album do that as like your fourth yeah, album yeah when you're right. huge yeah. and you, and you <laughs> have I mean, like, like an audience you, yeah if you want exactly that. if you want to do something that's like a story or like have songs that like the end goes directly into the next one or something like yeah, yeah right. but if you're don't trying do to, that right away if you're trying to elevate yeah. your career like you need you need to sacrifice a little and and make hits and you're not really sacrificing but making hits you're making yeah. great fucking songs it's you're just yeah you're dimming some of the artistic side but you're also not only artistic in the sense of like you don't get to be like I want to do like a slow song next. Well, that's the thing. Like every artist and like every band wants something different, usually out of their music. And a lot of bands get caught up in like uh, their image, which is good a lot of times. But I think that some bands get too afraid of like, oh, we've got to be cool because other bands need to think we're cool. That's such <laughs> a self doubt thing in the music industry about like what other bands think yeah. and that sucks too because we talked about like bands bands yeah which like unless they change like a bands band is like a band that musicians and other bands go you watch you go, they're so fucking sick. good dude those guys are great they look cool so, the music's fucking incredible but they never make it yeah or they, like the they say this really... like in this popular indie yeah. where they never get yeah. to like mainstream because they're not playing the game and that's what i mean by yeah, playing exactly. a game. you're not, not sacrificing by playing a game just yeah you, you have to be aware that there's music that can go be popular and there's music that can be like indie popular we yeah. were talking about this with uh bands like i mean tor miller is yeah tor, is, tor miller is exactly i was just gonna bring up tor miller and, he's yeah um but, he's yeah. done a little bit but he's still not got a poppy enough sound where it will and i don't mean poppy like Katy perry you can make rock songs that are poppy that yeah, sound yeah. only like a rock song but you know it's a, it's a hit and the whole world will love it it's like Versus, universal appeal it's well like some, universal bands, appeal, exactly. some bands do that by accident too because they find their own thing and maybe not everyone likes it but then they strike gold they catch lightning in a bottle with one song and right. it blows up and yeah. then yeah. they're you know and then it doesn't happen again look at like that usually happens with like one hit wonder, like Godier, like somebody that I used to know. Oh, yeah, they yeah. were doing that sound already. Didn't they get didn't... really bitter about the the popularity of that one song? I don't know, probably. I had heard that there was some Likely. severe bitterness about that. <laughs> I think that's so fucking stupid. Just be grateful. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, song I don't goes viral it. and you didn't mean it to go viral, don't hate it. Yeah. Or like, I mean, bitter like because they the other ones it, didn't dude. go. I don't viral. know that for yeah, sure. I, I, I understand just... that, but at the same time, it's like, just be stoked that now more people get to hear the songs that you wish were more popular. Now they are yeah. more popular because and of the one song. That, and that comes down yeah. to, again, like there's so many bands and there's so many musicians Worried and they the all want, well, and, yeah, and, but they also all want something different out of music. So like if a band blows up and then they're like not happy about it because they had their thing, like I think it's kind of okay for them to be upset because not everybody should have to want yeah, big that's success. True. Yeah, that's um, true. Personally, I do. I want every as song. I want to be on the radio. As I want many of your songs as yeah. possible. Yeah. I so that I that's like a like. I look down upon. Out. Yeah. It's, it makes no sense. No, to me, I just want to write thing. songs that I really like that I think other people will think are cool and right. like. Uh, but I don't go. I also don't go into writing with a sense of like, oh, this has got to be good this enough for radio for them. Yeah, it's more like. Okay, I'm, I have to because as soon as you start doing that, you write bad songs yeah. and you write songs that are kind of corny, kind of too safe. Sound once like you go, else. once you trust your pop sensibilities and your songwriting, and then go inside, that's when you create something interesting. That's well, more so like 
making a song that you love and you're like, this is so great. I'm excited for people to hear it rather right. than I hope people hear yeah, it or like right. listen to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's artistic integrity about like l- make liking what you make and making it for you. And then if you also have t- a, you know, taste, popular taste, your taste for liking your songs is going to match the taste of the masses. Yeah, right. And that's what a lot of songwriting comes down to and production is taste. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear snare drum, you have to have the right taste to know like, yeah, that's, you know, that's what there's a fucking one billion different snare drum samples you could use. But yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's about having Yeah, I mean, taste, I think, is a talent. I see uh, people with yeah. like our manager has taste. He can't pick up a guitar or play anything, but he knows when something clicks. Yeah. He's like, that's yeah. a dope song. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that's a, this is cool about it. This is what's not. Isn't that yeah. a weird thing? That, yeah, like, the idea you can't teach like, it. It's, you just have to have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. my, my manager's like that, too. But like for acting, it's like weird. Yeah. It's, it's funny to see his like catalog of people. It's like they're all they're all a similar style of actor, I think, with this like this like realism sort of situation. I've always wondered like, wh- at what point do people decide what is good, and, and is that is that is it actually good, or is it just more the most people decide this is good, and that's like that what that's what make good taste. Just, there's no answer. Thanks. There's no rules. Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, it's so weird. That stuff is so fascinating to me. Uh, well, speaking of fascinating, fascinating. He's got a, hey, do you have a website? Thank you so much to Squarespace for sponsoring this podcast, this mid-roll ad baby. This video is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you're in need of a domain, a website, or an online store, make it with Squarespace, why don't you? Squarespace has an insanely beautiful design template. Their templates make creating a powerful online identity even easier. Each template is a starting point for a wide range of products, whether you're pursuing your side hustle or promoting your main gig. This year, they've got a new update where they have eight new templates, Stella, Pursuit, Impact, Blend, Pedro, Royce, Kin, and Val. And they're all amazing, and you need to check them out tonight. It's totally an all-in-one platform. You can create a beautiful website with Squarespace. All-in-one, baby. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. They have award-winning 24-7 customer service. And let me tell you, I'm on the phone with those guys every day, just to talk. It's simple to set up or transfer your current domain to Squarespace. And it's super simple and easy to transfer your domain to Squarespace. You can now transfer your third-party domains to Squarespace instead of working with multiple vendors to maintain your online presence. You're able to manage all of your domain and billing settings with Squarespace and take advantage of their easy-to-use DNS interface. I did that, actually. I had, a, I had bought... I've done that too, literally. I, had, I bought it from one thing and I needed to move it to Squarespace because mm-hmm. like, their interface is pretty dope. And it's like... Because fuck Wix. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I was so mad with the other thing. And I was just like moving it over was... There's, it's it's a crime that other websites aren't as easy. Exactly. I'm not even saying this because it's like a sponsor thing. Like it's genuinely pretty 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 sweet. And it's super easy because you can switch from like GoDaddy or Wix to Squarespace. Yeah, conveniently, baby. Yeah, they take care of all your troubles. It's never been easier to sell products or services online. Squarespace allows you to manage all of your products, orders, and inventory easily. <laughs> Squarespace empowers millions of websites across thousands of different industries for people just like you. So go check out Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace, for sponsoring and keeping us alive, Thank baby. You. Thank you. Speaking of music, I know we've covered Nick's beautiful fucking story. If you guys are ever wanting to hear new music someday, I'm making music, and I know James is making music, and I know other James is making music. Yeah, we're making music. We've made some wanna, music. Yeah, I don't know. I don't wanna, I'm so fucking stoked. Look, I don't really want to get involved with you, bro. I don't want to say it too much already. Let's know, fucking get it done, dude. I've shown cool these guys. Shit, dude. That sounded fucking awesome. Did you, did Thanks, you, make the, did you design the we sound? D- we made that song in a uh, living room in our, our friend's living How long living were our room? sessions? It was like late at night. We would sit on his couch with his computer, his mixers, We only did two sessions, right? It was only like just a few hours, and we did the... Uh, we did like the vibe of the 
for like verse and intro and then the second session we made the chorus and it's dope we gotta write the rest of it we gotta the finish producing yeah. okay, we, yeah, we're gonna rework cool. some of the lyrics I wanna make some shit yeah dude I wanna please, understand the like mixing process and stuff yeah I barely understand it dude, I, it's okay so I just I've, right. I'll always think this probably but I'm just making it up as I go and I think that most of us feel that way you end up in this office by making it up in your own there's no like recipe for EQing and stuff like and mixing it literally is like how it sounds and fucking with it and playing with it. Yeah, you definitely gotta like learn what you're what you're supposed to do with EQing. I think. Yeah, I and think where things are supposed to go. So you can try that first as like a basis, and mm -hmm. then move shit around and, and EQ it and change it and fuck with like um, presettings and just fuck with things. Yeah, yeah. and then you'll be like, whoa. That yeah, we work cool. with like uh, mixing engineers and our our engineer, like our Andrew, who I was talking about earlier. He's really great with that stuff and the gain staging and compression and EQing. So I'll just focus on the creative side and making the vibe making the song and picking the drum samples and like this is what it should sound like and then he'll sit down for an hour and then i come back in and i'm like damn this is um, so much bigger sounding come so much back in an hour he hasn't done shit did y'all help with cecilia was that the yeah i produced that uh that fucking great uh, steven that's why it sounds good it sounds amazing like I, yeah. I, when i heard it because steve was like i'm writing a song we're writing a song and i was like cool you know i didn't know yeah. what to expect i knew that you guys were great musicians and stuff but i wasn't sure how you know what, what it would was. sound like yeah. yeah yeah and then i heard Nixon it musical like, savant dude that's a real fucking song <laughs> like it's a oh i so he i told i told steven because uh i was like yo if you guys ever want like custom scoring in the episodes or whatever like that yeah. like i'm when i'm on the road i can just make it's dude, really easy yeah. to make so that's how it happened and then he was like hey i'm actually working on this song and he sent me the stems because he had written it all and uh they had already recorded the vocals and so all the parts were already there i really didn't like Add much as I mean I added like drums you, you and creatively like massaged it. Yeah, into I just again cool. the EQing and then the you know he'll have a piano part so I'll like maybe I'll recreate that same part with a better sound or something like that and right. put drums on it and did all these backup vocals How and could I by the way choose between <laughs> oh my god that was, so dude, that part was so good I was like dude because we were working on that I was like dude what if we do I Facetime uh, Kevin I was like yo what if we do a key change. And he goes, dude, yes. And then I said, what if we do a second key change? <laughs> and so I was like, good. but you can't like, hit it. So just scream. And then any musician would, would laugh yeah. so hard at that. It was two so good. Two fucking key changes. Do any songs ever dude. do two key changes? Have you heard Beyonce's drums, Love dude, on Top? Dude, dude. No. She does like nine. That's amazing. What? It's Hell yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Even Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't do that many no. key changes. Dude, Beyonce is fucking crazy. Like, I, I, I'm not a big on like the, you know, Queen Bay train, but like, wow, that song is fucking incredible. Well, she's so fucking She's good. Yeah, like, say what you want. She's fucking amazing. And that, that song, is, I think there's like, there's gotta be like six or seven I gotta key hear it. changes. That's nuts. Cardi B's doing yeah, fucking key changes. Suck of red dot bottom shoes. These are bloody. These are... Bloody. I just shit on her, but I fucking love Cardi B. I haven't heard any of your. I need to just because you keep talking. She's about fun, her. man. She's just fun. She's got like a cool. I make money move. It's just, she's just fun, you know. What's what's like some trash that you guys are like you you listen like dog to trash, but like you don't want you don't really like to listen to around people. I don't care it's what just people. Sad are. music for me. I listen to a lot of like you mean like guilty people, pleasures. Yeah, guilty sort of. I hate that phrase, but like just something because it's not like you're guilty listening to it, but just stuff. That's so not many like, different things. I listen to like so much different fucking music. Um, Anthony Lohan, he's someone who just didn't make it at all. And He's Canadian, and I saw him play at like a, a campground one time. And I was like, "This is fucking beautiful, like August Rush, beautiful, like wow. holy fuck." And I checked him out; he's got like twenty eight views, <laughs> and like, it's definitely stuff that would never be popular, but it's so good, so fucking good. I'll show you guys afterwards. He's unbelievable. There is this song that, of all people, Rebecca Black did mm, did a cover yeah. of a John Bellion song. Really? With with this guy there was this, this guy with that was John Bellion no with with him. but <laughs> it's she, Friday she fra, fra, did, Friday 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 she's gotten much Friday. better <laughs> to her credit she's gotten much better but she she did this overproduced <laughs> cover of the song and the guy that she was doing the duet with 
was unfucking believable. He was so so good. He had the most beautiful. Who voice. was it by chance? I have no idea, and I could not find anything else. Do you know what his, his ethnicity was? Was it a really popular? I don't know. There's I, like there's was one it a guy. really popular ethnicity? <laughs> there's this one guy who just dominates the cover world on YouTube, and I think he's like Spanish or something. He he looked he looked he he's like he's look a little skinnier, totally and his voice is fucking phenomenal. I'm not familiar with, but I, I looked for him, and I just I found nothing. I was like so, hmm. I was so bummed because that's one of the most beautiful. It was like a Broadway voice, but like wow. really wow. And, and that same day, he ruined his career by doing a song with, with Rebecca. Rebecca She's gonna. I met her. Once. Oh, is she cool? I'm a yeah, big, I was, I'm a big uh, Patrice Wilson fan. She was. Uh, she didn't yeah, give is. a shit who I was because I was just. I just got lucky and got to go backstage when she was performing at like a playlist or something, and I took out a picture with her. Um, she's Rebecca Black. <laughs> she did her. I'm curious how she how she's doing. She was, it was back then. I mean, she didn't. I don't think she's like she's in the glory. a real big like actually a big singer or anything. She's probably much better now. But she was like, yeah, she's. Much you know I mean, she now. was. Daddy paid for her music back then and it went viral. Well, I'm wondering yeah. like what her what that experience was because it was just like this huge overnight thing, but it wasn't necessarily positive. So like I don't know. I'm curious. Like I'm sure it was difficult. And then later on, she learned to laugh at herself. I'm sure I, that's what happened. Yeah. And she probably got well, better. How old was she? Probably 16 or 17 yeah, when it happened. Young. So at the time, yeah. I bet it was honestly really difficult. It's cool that she kept and going. And weird. Because yeah, she'd get cool opportunities. Like, she'd probably go on, like, the Today Show. I don't remember what. But, but it I wouldn't know be to be like, this is her amazing song. It's like, this is a stupid song that went viral. <laughs> right. It was yeah. like, how do you? How does it feel being the laughing stock it's, of the entire internet? I like it, my it feels, song. It feels great yeah. because. She starts crying. <laughs> yeah, she feels. No, it's great. because All the time. You know, everybody listening to me. She's really kicked a lot of ass lately though like looking really? at it it's like man she's really she's gotten a whole lot better it's and she's probably she self-aware has, about it yeah now yeah, yeah. And she's probably like yeah i know you but i hope she doesn't make songs now that are like now they're supposed to be laughed at you know what i mean because then that's just sad yeah. oh no you know, she's just sure dying I think, I think there was like one i think she did like a sequel to friday it was like oh, saturday it was called, yeah. or something oh no but but it was bad she's too. gotten a lot better yeah she's gotten a lot better though so but yeah was, what were her. guilty pleasures for you guys what was i think mine are only when i like go back and listen to like my old pop punk playlists and stuff that's when i'm like i feel like that's like cool now i don't even think listen yeah. to old pop oh, punk because like we I listened to the other day and I like you know when you listen to Guilty Pleasures you know you feel a little like oh no one wants to hear this but like yeah. when we listen to like pop punk stuff we're like Dude, it's kind of cool again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. that's why emo night became such a big yeah. thing. Like, that's mm-hmm. such I a love huge that, industry now. I love that. I don't know if I'm popping up all over. Like, I feel guilty about just, just that like oh Kib and Steve would laugh if they or like if somebody gets in the car you're like I'm gonna put or my favorite song. There's obviously stuff that I wouldn't want to play around certain people. That I would only listen to by myself. Like my, favorite, my favorite song yeah. right now is Celine Dion's "All by Myself." Oh, oh didn't we do the thing? Yep, that's <laughs> still my favorite song. <laughs> that Snapchat. Uh, I'll show you guys later the last, like, the 2008 edit or whatever it is. They basically like take out the instruments in the. They like did this way later for some reason, but like 2008, they took out all the instruments in like the bridge when it first like, comes in, and it's just acapella, and she just. St- kind of starts soft and then she goes up way high and hits this insane note holds it out super strong you're like oh my god only Celine Dion could do that and then this huge 80s drum fill comes in yes. and it lands huge on the chorus yes. and like we were like timing it up in the car like and she's trying to like Fuck. play it oh my it's, god oh, I got like chills that. when I heard it and I'd yeah. never played it literally that far into the song too. that's a beautiful song like yeah. there's songs that have become jokes and stuff like uh What's what's that song? Oh my god, I can't believe I'm lo- I'm I'm forgetting this, but there's like one song that everybody plays about. And I yeah, right. That is a beautiful oh, song. It's amazing, yeah. That song is so fucking good, dude. He's a singer. It's unbelievable how it's it's frustrating that it's become like a joke. <laughs> That's because like yeah. sometimes I'll listen to it and be like, this is. I can't, yeah, you can't like you can't even listen to it in a normal sense anymore because no. that's all you think about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, no one's memed Shania Twain because that is not my yeah. guilty pleasure. That's just Did like we listen to that our throwback. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came on our tour bus and we just like blasted Shania, Shania Twain. Twain for like an hour. Like it's ten of shit. us in the front lounge just jamming, like climbing on shit. <laughs> Mosh pitting. Dude, I love And then we played Cecilia and he like performed he's like standing on like the table <laughs> to shit. Dude, I wish you could have been at the music video <laughs> shoot. You, oh you were, yeah, I you just were missed rocking it. it, man. It was, it was fun so as fuck. Fun. Dude, I, I directed like Three hours wearing the Amelia so good dress. No way. Yeah. Jesus I Jesus Christ. I was like, okay, guys, so we're going to need to set up over here. No one can take you serious. It's like <laughs> exactly as I pictured it too, the part where you come in. Like, I was like, this is perfect. I want I you now. Yeah, yeah. I like funny. literally laughed every single when I was editing it because when you edit a song, like a video, you watch it or listen yeah. to it a thousand times. And so yeah. every single time that came out, I laughed. Like, it's a good song. Every like, time. We, we, oh, it's a, good song. it's a beautiful song. I honestly couldn't write that song. Like, the, the chords that in that song are actually incredible. And the melodies you love. The. That's a really beautiful melody. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm like, that's why I was like, I asked Steve, I was like, yo, can I sing on that part of the song? And he goes, yeah, totally. Yeah, so I sang the part that's like, uh, what, what's the lyric? The time we could be together. But I sang it, but I wanted it to kind of, because I knew he would be singing it. In he the matched video. my voice. So I kind of went down. I was like, uh, yeah, I kind of went down. I was like, a little, maybe I love that. We like, could be together. Like, I was just doing his, like, yeah. love thing. That's so fun cool. as fuck. I love That's that awesome. shit, dude. Man. We got to do more. Yeah. I think we talked about that the other day. We can, we want to do, like, at I least loved, one yeah, every couple Yeah, I months. love doing, like, different genre pieces. Like, we did just a couple of friends. It was, like, a poppy, a little bit of, like, a summer, like, song. And then but it's still good song. Like an 80s, yeah. Like it doesn't and seem like I want to do. Watch. I really want to do like a fucking like early 2000s alternative, yeah. like Blink 182 type. Like yes, dude. Dude, I, I probably have instrumentals already for that. Just put I'm the so lyrics over it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because like, that's that's the only thing I feel confident singing. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's why I do. That's why I like doing hip hop because yeah. I don't have to sing on it. <laughs> I do want to make my voice better if I can. Mm-hmm. But like doing that kind of like, where are you? Like shit like that's yeah. so fun to do. But like I don't have to worry about it sounding like a good voice. Yeah. You know. And what I like too about what we try to do anyways and what I think we succeeded with with Cecilia is you know you don't listen to it and go oh this is you know what I mean like a parody it doesn't sound like a parody it sounds like a real song right yeah. which I love and that's what I want to do with yeah. all the shit that we make so like you can actually listen to it as a real song but also if you listen to it like this is funny literally yeah, like when I got it I was like holy shit like this is a great song like when I yeah. that's why I was so excited about it I was like I FaceTime me I was like dude you, who wrote the, you wrote this we, we how were the like, fuck did you write this like, we, we, me and me and you were like singing it the day before the shoot and I, I was just like don't no we can't we can't sing it right because <laughs> right. we're gonna hear it all day long yeah, tomorrow right. it's gonna be but like by the by the end of like the next day afterwards we were still singing mm-hmm. it it wasn't I wasn't it was catchy as fuck we great. were all singing it for it's so great, long too dude. It's great. What, what advice like if for for songwriters out there for people who are like just getting into it do you have any like Oh, I'm yeah. sure you get asked this kind of thing. No, all the time. Uh, yeah, not. I mean, it depends. No matter where you're at in your stage, whether you're like just starting or like you're already established, like just write honestly. Like mm-hmm. w- work from inside and not try to like so many. Because again, like we, I, I work as a writer too for other bands and stuff like that, and um, just because I love writing. And so you get in these sessions with other writers, and they're like, "All right, what's the theme?" <laughs> or they've got these notes on their phones of like funny one-liners, or, like like hooks or like a uh, a uh, taglines, and and and. My advice would be like, you're going to write your most original and cool creative content if you're just like, mm-hmm. if you just search inside yourself. Yeah. And, and uh, when you're first starting, just make and make and make. And you're going to feel like it's garbage. Like, there's two good pieces of advice. One of them, uh, Ed Sheeran said, he's like, writing is like turning on an old, rusty tap. The water comes out first and it's rusty and brown. And then eventually, once it gets through, all that yeah. shit gets out, it runs clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you that's said what, that? <laughs> and I said that. Ted Sheeran. <laughs> Ted <And> Sheeran. <laughs> to Ched, to Ched, chat Sheeran. <laughs> chat syrup. But like, it really is like that. And that'll happen all the time. If you stop writing for a while, or even if you're writing every day, you will write and it will be sometimes garbage and then it'll eventually get better. Absolutely. And then something that I found that worked for me with writing is like, I would 
right from the soul. And then you'd read it and it'd be like, this is fucking cringy. Like there is shit in here that's way too right. lovey-dovey. But you can take that once it's done and once it's written. Though. You can, but you can massage it. You yeah. can be like, that line is too cringy. How can I say that yeah, same right. thing differently? And sometimes it's as simple as like, say the ha- the end of the sentence first, because mm-hmm. then it doesn't make sense when it's said, but the meaning is still there and you you can understand. It. Like that's an easy one. It's just like cut cut the fucking sentence in half and put the end first, and like yeah. then it it just translates sometimes, and you can also just rewrite it and try yeah. to make it sound i would just yeah you can totally. massage it you can totally you can write it out and if it's cringy just massage it you know mm-hmm. what I mean? and i would say like again like i said just make and make and make but also just like do it because there's a lot of fear in cre- creating there's yeah. a lot of like talking I, I hate people who just talk about ideas that they're gonna do but yeah. they never it's do fucking like, s- seven great ideas talk. and i will not do them like I've, right. i have meetings with people like lunch meetings with friends or something like that like yeah i'm working on this i'm, I'm gonna do this and then but nothing ever actually happens or like yeah. like you know on their instagram story in the studio but then i watch the rest of their story and then it's them playing with their dog and then watching netflix and then watching you know like it's like what did you do that day like just yeah. make just do yeah i like, think it's if, also if that just, it's that fear of success thing we were talking about but it's like the flip side of it because it's like well what if i fail you know yeah. and there's people get but you don't defeated. even have to so here's know. my other quote is like uh i said this in an interview once but i said like i've n- i don't feel like i'm failing i if i just haven't succeeded yet mm-hmm. like that's 100%. what my feeling is like no matter what happens if our album flops if none of the singles do well that's as long as you believe i haven't that. failed i just haven't succeeded yet i'm just not truly, there yet truly. that's all it is because to fail is literally to that's self. That's, that's in your yeah, head. Yeah, that's, that's like to, to you. you fail. You, maybe not it doesn't hit and then you stop and that's mm-hmm. failing. But yeah, it's like, that's it's, failing. It's yeah. the same thing with like the ladder of success. Like you, you don't take one step and make it. You don't make one song and it's it's there and you've succeeded. You got to climb the fucking ladder, baby. Yeah, or you, you can. There's a million you know? failures and you can take a couple steps down, but like you just got to keep going until you get there. You will get there. You just have well, to keep the, going. Or if it's problem. bad, you There's won't. no such thing as getting there. Yeah, but you're totally right. You're a working musician now. So like you're there in the sense of you're, when you were in your bedroom writing songs and you didn't have, you've never played a gig before, you're where you wanted to be when you were then. Yeah. Now, obviously, now you want to be, you're still climbing the ladder, yeah. but you get to the, to these check marks of like, I'm doing music for my job now, and that's like the there. And, so and now you're up to. You've, there's exactly another ladder when you get say. up there. You know? The check marks is really important because, in again, it's any industry, like all of this, everything I'm saying, and any bit of advice, like literally. It's for anyone working on anything, whether it be your job, trying to get a promotion, like whatever it is. Is literally, you're like, again, you haven't failed you just haven't succeeded yet blah blah blah. but also like as you're succeeding there's no you made it Mm -hmm. like right now i'm doing exactly what i I dreamed of doing when i was like 15 16 years old watching you know writing songs and then watching youtube videos of bands on tour and like watching interviews and being obsessed with it like dude yeah this is exactly i was dreamed of being on a tour bus i dreamed of uh you know touring with some of these bands like just even having a van and going to another city like i was from such a small town that there was no music scene there's no one like same even nothing. anywhere just yeah, bars nothing. where it's old people that don't give a shit yeah. about like what we, you're playing if about. i wanted to play a show i had to like i started by uh uh well i'll just make this point after but basically what i'm saying is you have to tell yourself like okay like celebrate the milestones like oh, when absolutely. you sign when you sell a hundred records like celebrate it when you sell 5,000 celebrate it when you get your first tour celebrate it when you sell a million records celebrate it because I think it was John Mayer who said it but he he said like he he, when he sold like 5 million copies of one of his albums he's just like I didn't feel anything because I didn't I wasn't I wasn't taking note of the success he goes I still feel like I'm not there like I haven't made it like live in that time and be able to be like wow I'm here Mm-hmm. Like yeah, or just yes, yeah, celebrate yeah. each thing. Like, yeah, every don't let that be like, like yeah, I fucking made out, it, baby, because you know? then you're not going to strive for more. But just know, like, and, and it like right, what we're doing right now is like show the contrast. Like think about the contrast of where you were and what you wanted, and either how close you are now and how much you've progressed, or like 
you're there or you're past where you right. wanted to when you were 15. You know right. what I mean? And like, you're going to have dreams now and you're going to have dreams then. And you're going to have dreams when you get to where your current dream is. You're going to always want more. And like, that's good because it keeps you moving. It keeps yeah. you making and creating and like, mm -hmm. but there isn't, there's no final line. destination. There's yeah. no finish line. Even if I want a Grammy, I'll want a second one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like life is all about the journey and the experience yeah. exactly, and everything. Cause if you're there already, what does that mean that you're, you you retire, right, but then yeah. what? No, yeah. You know what's what's like the goal that you think you have in your head, and then like that's something to look forward to. But if don't be like, man, I just wish I was there or whatever. Because then what else is there to experience? What else <laughs> I, is there? And to one thing I hate about like, I, I uh, every now and again I talk to my friend from school, and he's someone who's like really down on himself and like. I I, I want to do this, so like I can't do this. You know what I mean? I just like I can't do these things, and like you literally can do almost anything you want to do and that's so easy because people stop there when they say you can do anything you want to do but that doesn't help you understand how you're able to do it you can what you yeah. do is like okay where am i now what are the things that i have to do because all you have to do to get to where you want to be is do the things that it requires to get to that next step and there's always things you just have to do to get to the next thing so do those things just do the things you need to do to get where you want to be and then you start getting there and I, there's always gonna be those things but keep doing them when i was just a, do them yeah, when i was a kid i think i had a very because i was just grew up in like a you know but fuck nowhere town for a while it was just like this idea of um the media i had that thought of like there's a one day people make it and they yeah, just right. they're there <laughs> and they every success is just always it's just money all the time yeah, and people loving right. them and like happiness and contentment and stuff and i i had that even getting when i first got into the industry it was like one day i'll make it and stuff and then i that's when i had that realization i was very re i was very resistant to it like you don't there is no shelf that you land right. on or whatever that was it was hard and mm -hmm. i think that that i i find myself getting defeated very easily with that kind of yeah. thing even still yes oh, i've terrible self-doubt like really? i have a heart all the time i am constantly being I'm, I'm fighting the urge to be defeated by things mm -hmm. and i think at the same time, if you if you're struggling for anyone who's like trying to get into something with media, if you're struggling to even start, even if you don't get all the way there, if you're not a huge success, just doing shit is successful. Like mm -hmm. just trying is success, and that's something that I've had to learn. Is just, I mean, just it, do it, shit. It's also tough to say like to to understand that when you're not like there yet too, because you're like, yeah. well, like I did it. You know what I mean? I put out an album and I worked hard and I put all my money into it and I I didn't go to school for a year because I wanted to do that and it flopped yeah. and like that's the thing like you, you don't just do that and you make it like you just have to keep doing uh, yeah. keep creating keep going for it and like you'll just now you put an album well, you so didn't have an album yeah, last right. year and, you know what and I mean? that's like, the other thing too is is it comes down to the definition of happiness because there's mm -hmm. not not everybody's gonna uh make it no not everybody's gonna be able to do what they want as a career nobody's like most people actually yeah almost everybody and that's so well, almost everybody and so and so there's also the self-realization of like you know that everyone hits usually in like the late 20s or early 30s where they're like i've been trying bands my whole life and it's just not working and then they go you know mm -hmm. they falter off and they do something else and that's just life that's actually just real like that does have to happen sometimes and it sucks well there's nothing but there's also and, nothing wrong and with then, doing something right and yeah. so, so course, then yeah. right exactly so then you, you know if you work that other job and you still have that like passion for music like you know what then you just have to ask yourself like why do I love it and what do I want to do with this that's going to make me happy? Do I right. want to put out an album that no one's going to hear just because I want to make an album and give it to people? Fine. If you want to, you know, the, the only thing you can do is work fast and hard every single day and then be patient for the success later. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, then you're setting yourself up for the, the best that you can possibly do, you know, hoping that luck comes in to take, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. the 
percentage of it that and luck think, has to take. But yeah. yeah, I mean, some sometimes the best you can do is the best that you are. Like that's all you like. That's mm-hmm. all you can do. Yeah. And I think that there's work. you make like make it, but like you you start getting there and start making it and or you don't. And the people that stop and don't, that's why there, there's so many people just do that and stop and and go it didn't work out. I did it for a couple years. It didn't work out. And then they fall off. And it's the people that stick with it and keep doing it and live and breathe it are the ones that usually make it. And there's still people, there's still people that don't, you know what I mean? And they'll work their whole life and won't make it. But like, I'm sure that that person made it further than the person that did it for a year and stopped because it didn't work out for them. And you you know what? And it's a harsh realization, but absolutely never stop. Yeah. You guys know another thing you shouldn't stop doing. (sighs) It's a segue. Brushing your your teeth. teeth. So this is what it is, guys. The truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brush on time. Mm -mm. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, (laughs) but not Quip. So what makes Quip so different, you might ask? Well, allow allow, allow James to tell you. Okay. Well, for starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Subscription plans from Quip are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, which includes free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth, which is everywhere. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's Best Inventions, and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. (whistles) Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists, and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash pine, right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack, totally free, at getquip.com slash pine. Spell it G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash pine. P-I-N-E. Thank you, Quip. Uh, I think a cool way to end this whole little shindig is our boy playing a song. Yeah, yeah. dude. Thank You're you so much. I'm going to play wait. a song for you guys. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you so much, dude, for coming on the podcast at short notice. Texted him, what, not a couple hours before the podcast? Oh, did, yeah. And uh, let's have us play a fucking song, yeah? Yeah, I can We'll that. walk away, dude, and just let you jam out, all right? Can I walk away to pee? Uh, I've been uh, asked to play a tune. I uh, didn't want to play a rec song. I wanted to do like a SP7 Beyond the Pine uh, exclusive. So uh, this is a song that may never get released ever. And it's very new. And I don't remember the words, so there's my phone. Sitting on the porch back at your place You said your boyfriend would be getting home pretty soon You said I'd better get going if I know it is best for me But what's best for you? Yeah, maybe this is something we shouldn't have done in the first place she looked at me and said, well, boy, I could have told you that. Then tell me why is it so damn hard just to leave some days? It's 
tell me why won't you stay? She's gonna raise her kids on the same street I grew up on. Dressing white, they'll dance all night to our song. Song. How am I gonna say this? Ain't just a mistake when every sign leads me back toward your door tonight. In time, you'll see. Man, that should have been me. Man, that should have been me. Yeah. I remember when we hung out on my bed for our first date. We couldn't be seen out in public, so we made it work. I probably should have known better not to think she'd leave him one day. Said we'd make it work. Let's make it work. She's gonna raise her kids on the same street I grew up on. We'll dress in white and dance all night to our song, song. And how am I gonna say this? Ain't just a mistake when every memory leads back towards your door tonight. But in time, you'll see. I could have loved you better. I never had the chance to make up from the fights we never had. I guess I'm gonna miss every movie night we slept through, and how you bite your lip through every kiss I gave you. Say this ain't just a mistake when every memory floods back into my head tonight. But in time, you'll see. So go and raise your kids on the same street I grew up on. Dress in white and dance all night to our song. And I'm just gonna say this is just a dumb mistake. Your door tonight, but in time you'll see. Man, that should have been me. Go check out the Rex. I'm just saying, you stay away. Hell yeah. So everybody, thank you wow. so much for watching this episode of Beyond the Pine. Uh, thank you to Nick, our our buddy and our guest. Um, thanks so much for playing buddy and guest. Thanks for thank playing you guys with for us. Having yeah. Thank guest you for first. thank you for coming. Seriously, well, I'm, seriously. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the show. Third or thank <laughs> you for doing. Yeah, that. I love thanks, what you guys man. do. All right. Well, Go thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We will see y'all next week. And we'll have Nick on if you guys get us a million views. <laughs> million views. <laughs> a billion views. Smash that like button, dude. All right. Thanks again, man. That was. Seriously. Fuck it, dude. Yeah, that was a good.